Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am your host, CSD Fantasy. Hello, Fantasy Faithfuls, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. My name is CSD Fantasy, and I am flanked by the one and only Nick Faber. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, another great Wednesday. Another great Wednesday in quarantine. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I got beer here. That's pretty much all I'm doing in quarantine right now. Is it Corona beer? No? Nah, it's High Life. Champagne of beers. High, never heard of. Oh my gosh, you've never heard of Miller High Life? Oh, it's a Miller. I've heard of Miller. I thought it was like a separate brand. So Miller has a type of beer called High Life, and their slogan is the Champagne of Beers. The champagne. Uh, we are it. not sponsored by Miller, but if Miller wants to, they want we to. are available. I will drink a High Life or two every episode from here <laughs> on out if they want to sponsor us. If that's something that they would like, they can hit us up. No problem at all. Nick will, uh, he'll even take a free sponsorship. Send him two beers every episode and maybe he'll. Maybe if I drink two beers every show, maybe they'll start to uh, get out. Look at that, though. Look at that sponsorship, though. The fantasy <sighs> rabbit holes. Other way. Oh, there it is. It's all like 3D'd out right now, too. It seems. Let me see if I can get it closer. No. I don't know what. Oh, it's because the green matches the green screen. That's exactly. that's pretty cool. What but if it, I do? Does that work? Oh, no, it's not. Uh, everybody that's watching uh, can see that I had trying to show a mug with our logo on it. And for people listening in uh, afterwards, there is a mug with a logo on it. And we're super excited about it. So, Carl, can they get this mug anywhere? Not yet. We're oh. working on a, <laughs> we're still <laughs> eyeing that, like ironing out the details with the design of the mug. But uh, hopefully uh, by the start of the season, we should have some fun merch out there. And if you're listening and you're trying to envision what we're talking about, literally just look at your screen because the logo that's on your screen, whether you're listening through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming site you listen to us through, uh, it's that logo. Right? Isn't it? That is true. Yeah, okay. Right. It's a beautiful logo that uh, me and my infinite creativity created. I think it looks beautiful, man. It looks great. Except the big thing is that it's, uh, I, I don't know. I guess, you know what? I'm colorblind. So honestly, it might not be. But to me, it looks like it's Green Bay Packer colors. And I don't appreciate that. Oh, I I didn't even realize that until now. It's totally green and yellow, right? Oh, I'm colorblind. My green is a little off. I can see a bunch of different shit. But Oh, no, it is green and yellow. It's green and yellow. It's straight Green Bay Packers. So I'm trying to, since I have so many different contents coming out, I'm trying to differentiate the content with the colors. Yeah. And I'm like, fantasy rabbit hole, let's go green and yellow. And then I have scheme fit, let's go blue. Let's do this one with this color. And it's uh, fantasy rabbit hole ended up being green and yellow. And I'm, I just rolled with it, didn't realize it was Packers color. Travis yeah. in the chat says it's beautiful. So I'm I'm happy if, if he thinks it's beautiful, we think it's beautiful. Uh, Packers fans hopefully thinks it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why Matt Lovell stays on our show, even though he's not here today. Yeah. Unfortunately, Matt, uh, man of the people, will not be able to make this show. He's uh, um, fighting off uh, three bulls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Riding on an alien. I think yeah. It was. That's what it was. I knew. I knew it was th- thrown in there somewhere. Three bulls riding on an alien, and uh, you know, defending the world. Uh, Earth is closed today. (laughs) That's a that's a great reference, and it's 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 super like it's super funny that that became reality. 
<laughs> that's that's a that, that's a different topic for a different discussion. Yeah, but it, you know, like he he says that in one movie, and like two years later, we're like yes, yes, that is happening. But the thing is that it didn't predict is where are the Avengers? Yeah, well, so you predicted the world's gonna like you know like great good predict. I'm waiting for Iron Man to jump out my front door here. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting to see Tom Holland and and Spider Man just. Yeah, what like they're all been snapped by the virus. Oh, they've been snapped. Yeah. My my aunt, um, I got confirmed that my aunt actually has the coronavirus today. Wait, Wait what? Yeah, she's uh, bedridden. Her symptoms are mild, and she's she's doing okay. But apparently, she has the coronavirus. Wait, I I'm so sorry. I missed who this was. My who? aunt. Oh my! It's crazy. Oh, just found out it's my it's my cousin's birthday. Called them up to say congratulations, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, my mom has the coronavirus." So she works with like elderly people. So she's uh, I'm I'm pretty sure she's she's been in the risk yeah. uh, of getting it. But it's 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 crazy. And I know we haven't even mentioned fantasy football yet, but that's how crazy the world is. And I I love to you know talk a little random crap before we get into the show. It's always helpful if. We do have a great show here for you today, but if you do, please, uh, no, if you want to, please interrupt in the chat. As always, we're here to serve with all your questions, be it fantasy or football or uh, life, the game of life. The game of life. Yeah. And before we get into today's show, I would just like to say um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, hit that like button if you're on YouTube, retweet if you're on Periscope, share on other social media to help us get the word out there. Subscribe if you haven't done so and check out csdfantasy.com for even more fantasy content. But now, Nick, it's time for the news. The news! The news! The news! I just muted myself on accident. I got Reptar on my shirt today just for everyone watching. Oh, that's awesome. For any Rugrat fans out there, Reptar. Reptar, and uh, thank you, Travis, for keeping her in your prayers. I do appreciate that. For the new segment, uh, the NFL extends virtual offseason. And my first thought was, does this impact rookie production for fantasy, in your opinion, Nick? This impacts so much more than just the rookies. But, yes, the rookies will absolutely be impacted. Some might be a little... I don't know, a little bit more beneficial. The, the, the players that are right on the cusp but are very mentally mentally strong, they are going to benefit a little bit from this because there's going to be spent, spending so much time in these meetings and having to study. It's the players that didn't don't want to put the time in behind the scenes and just want to go out on the field and show what they got, you know, kind of thing. It's those guys that I think are going to be affected. Now, I don't know who those are out of the, the, the rookies, but they, they're are they there. It, just because we don't know, it doesn't matter. They're there. The ones that are dedicated are going to be successful early. I don't know who those are, unfortunately. And I'm going to be scouring Twitter throughout the next couple of months trying to figure out who it is that is impressing via the meetings it's it's hard information to come across but if you can that's what i recommend looking for right now so to answer the question ultimately yes i do think that the rookies will be affected i think the whole league will be affected i think players will be affected i think there'll be more players coming back a little overweight players that can't oh, yeah. watch their weight can't are sitting there at home eating like i am <laughs> 
in the beer like I am. Like I got all these players out there. So it's it's going to be super interesting. And then I'll let you – I have something else to jump in about. But before I do that, I don't want to go on for a 10-minute rant. Uh, I'll let you answer your, your part, your thought on that question too. No, I do. I, my, my first instinct is to say yes. Of course, it's going to impact. But the one – player that i was thinking it would impact the least and the person who we you and me I've, we've actually been high on him as a rookie henry ruggs a speedster who's just gonna like you can just throw it deep to him he doesn't have to learn a route just go deep and i'll i'll chuck you the ball like for him i feel like this is he's gonna look like he's more prepared because his roles won't be as difficult as somebody who's like relying on really crisp route running and who has to know like, okay, I'm going to run here. And if the uh, defensive back is here, I'll go this route instead or this route and, uh, and work the route tree a little bit more like Jerry Judy, for instance, who relies more on that and being clever with, with things. I feel like those players are going to be more impacted than somebody who relies more on, um, physical traits, so to speak. So somebody like if DK Metcalf came came in this year, I think he would have shined due to his physical abilities. While somebody like Jerry Judy, who's still, he's don't get me wrong, it's not like he's just you know a good route runner. He has other abilities as well. But somebody who has that ability will be impacted more, in my opinion, than somebody who's more of a straight line runner and physical um, and I will be talking about Des Bryant later on in, in two weeks' time. Somebody like Des, who never got good at route running, but just was physically more impressive than you and definitely wanted it more than you. He, I, I bet he would have come in like, yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, exactly. Throw up the X. I haven't been here. I haven't read the playbook. Chuck it to me. I, I got this. Like that. Football. Yeah, like that's what I'm good at. <laughs> um yes I, I i i agree henry ruggs i don't know because yes you just got to be fast but with henry ruggs you got to have that connection with your quarterback mm-hmm. you can be fast. i think you're more on point with the dk metcalf dk metcalf can run a button hook and just outman the dude and catch the ball and he knows and every quarterback you know from from junior from junior varsity up knows how to throw a button hook and want to throw it so that I get it, but the Henry Ruggs being fast, I think honestly his best bet now. Um, be, I think without all this, I think it might hurt him a little bit not being able to get those quick plays, those quick screens that 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 play behind the backfield, that the reverses, uh, the the different kind of wildcats that you know the the John Gruden will have a package or two of. It's going to be interesting to see like where they do with Henry Ruggs. Right now, I think it's going to take a seat uh, a step backwards. Just to the fact that the, the chemistry is so important for speedsters, as a, as as opposed to muscle muscle guys. I'm not saying that Jerry Judy, like I, I agree with your Jerry Judy too, because he is such a like a precise route runner. You need to like be able to run those routes against defense, like NFL defenders, multiple times to like know what they're going to be looking for. Because you're you're lined up against SEC boys, but that's great and all. You're about to go up against NFL players. It's going to be a little bit different. But the more physical physical wide receivers, to be all honest, a Chase Claypool, like it, it, like it'll be it'll be fun to see him uh, yeah. go out there and just outman some people. He, he's a big wide receiver, tight end, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I did want to jump in something before I, I I lost track of it. 
we were talking. I was, I was mentioning how the season's going to be crazy, regardless. Probably I, no seats. We just got informed here, in Michigan Governor Whitmer just just came out and said earlier today that she does not expect a full house in in Ford Field. And yeah. for every game this year at home, she expects it to be, if anything, she's hoping for a no more than ten to fifteen thousand type type situation. Out of oh, she thinks that much. She's thinking. She's hoping that that's like the because the Mojo and the Ryzen was saying that that's what like trying to get it out of her. And so she said, hopefully we can maybe do something like that. In all honesty, I think we all know these games are about to be played with no fans yeah. if the season happens, which is nuts. That's gonna throw a wrench and home field advantage is Gone. nothing. Nothing unless dome plate. You're more used to playing in a dome. The dome to like the. But- like I mean, even still, like these are NFL. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe, it, but it goes from three points to one point, maybe for a home field advantage. Like it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a whole crazy year. I can't wait to do our podcast throughout this entire season. We'll see how it goes. Oh, it's 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 gonna be super interesting and one of the more interesting seasons to do a weekly podcast on because it's gonna be so many different things that have never happened before. And I think the good thing for the NFL. What they have going for them is that it doesn't start until September. So Bundesliga in soccer starts this weekend with empty stands. They're playing. They're playing. They're starting. And I know (laughs) most people who are listening here are probably not Bundesliga fans. But I will let you know that that is one of the leagues that still have stands, stands in Europe where they actually stand up. And the pressure of the fans is incredible, especially if you watch the yellow wall with Borussia Dortmund. It's just insane of these fans how much noise they can make. And when they cheer and they scream and they can carry a team, it's 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 incredible. So it's going to be interesting to see that type of change in a league that has such a good fan culture. And all of a sudden, it's just silent. Silent. Silence, dude. Like golf. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember a few years back before the Mercedes Benz here in Atlanta, um, in the Georgia Dome, where the Falcons had to uh, pay a fine because they pumped in crowd noise into the stadium? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Should we do that? Uh, Just a little bit. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I honestly never even thought about that. Never read anything about it. Never sparked. Never came across my mind. What a good idea. Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? I'm yeah, really- like you just you just put in you just put in I I just like a little bit of noise wouldn't hurt, right? I agree. I would rather have noise than music. I would not mm-hmm. just have like a Spotify playlist going on throughout nineties oh, alternative while we're playing. Like I w- I would rather have crowd noise, but um I think some crowd noise wouldn't be the worst thing. I except though. 10 to 15,000. Yeah. yeah. So basically, just like you're going to a Chargers game, you know? Oh. Uh, that, that was awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I would like that. I, I, except I would also like, hold on, I was going to say, I would also like to see these games with no crowd, no crowd noise, very quiet. I think that would be hilarious. I think that would be so much fun. You'd be You'd like be Wimbledon? So much. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you instead you hear like <clears throat> like a, a friend of mine was saying that like, what he misses most about playing football is hearing people breathe through their mouth guard at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, like he he he's like, oh that's oh I missed that sound. We have a, a good a good one here from Chris Green. It's what first before before I get to Chris' question, is this my Chris Green? from work or is this another chris green because that would be interesting to know uh mic up all the players no fines for any commentary complete immunity i love this mic up players have just so much trash talk going on yeah so much xfl is doing pretty good with like the interviews right after and all that and we just gotta take it up one more level and get every single person mic'd up and have a super like intense real quick to reacting crew to go from player to player. What player has the best sound bite right now? You know, yeah. who has the best sound bite here. Oh man, you get like Jalen Ramsey on like AJ Green. Like, I don't know if the Rams play the Bengals this year, but or where's Ramsey? Ramsey the Rams. Um, or whatever. I don't know. You get Ramsey against anyone. It, it's it would be um uh glorious sound bite, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it would it would be so much fun. And it, it, it change it up so people won't complain about lack of crowd noise if they have something new. Because yeah. then we we would have something new to talk about every week. Like it would be, oh, Aaron Donald, he's the best, but he's such a nice guy. You would be like that every week, and then you will have, oh, he's an, another player. You'd be like, oh, he's just total asshole. <laughs> he's just a, yeah, yeah. Like it, it it would be it would be super interesting, and yeah. um, like Nick uh, Nicholas Caron said here in the chat, I just hope there's going to be a season so we can do fantasy football, and I do think. We we are going to see football. It's it's going to be empty seats, but we're going to see football. Real question is: Do you think we see baseball this year? I think baseball comes on in a month. I think it's back up. It's back up in South Korea. Have you seen that? Oh, hell yeah! I've been watching South Korean baseball. Are you kidding me? I've been putting bets down on it. Let's go! Oh, I'll, I'll shout out to uh, my dad and his paddle tennis center. Uh, in my small hometown, they've been live streaming games with commentary from like Division Two paddle tennis back in my small village. They have like thirty to ninety people watching Whoa, Division Two paddle tennis. Right, right now, we all need to sit here. Everyone who's watching, get this link and let's all watch this. It sounds awesome. Are you kidding me? Can we bet on this? I'm all in. This is they 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 did try to set up betting. On uh, betson.com. Wait, what? Betson.com. That's where you can bet on it? No, they try to set it up. They haven't got it approved yet. Damn. Uh, but this is uh, PDL Center Vestavik uh, to go and watch paddle tennis streamed live with commentary from uh, the main commentary. Uh, commentator is actually part of the national team and one of the absolute best players in the country. Uh, so it's it's some really good quality live streaming going on there, and it, it's so much fun that this is <laughs> this is what we've come to now. But something speaking of the NFL um, and games, the schedule has been released, Ooh. and I'm super excited about that opening game. Houston, you, by the way, Houston is getting the short stick here everywhere. They have the Chiefs game one and the Ravens game two. And I believe they have the Steelers in three or four. They have a really, really tough schedule uh, in the beginning of the season. But Houston versus Kansas City week one, 
Week two, you have the Bengals versus the Browns for Sunday Night Football. Bummer. No, that's 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 a good story though. Stop it, dude! I don't want to see these shitty ass teams just because it's Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. This is the last I care about. Imagine the fantasy points we can get here. Imagine this is going to be a defensive game. This is going to be an offensive game. This game's going to be like Bengals have no defense. Yeah, but the Browns don't have an offense. Baker Mayfield can't throw more than one touchdown a game. But he, 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 I, I have, I have him turning around. He can't do worse. He cannot do worse. He can't do worse. Don't because then Case Keenum has to come in. I, I'm sorry. Then Case Keenum have to come in. If he's worse or or as bad, Case Keenum is the better quarterback. He he just is. He just is. We've seen Case Keenum be better when he has talent around him. I love me some Case Keenum. I love me some Case Keenum. I honestly do. I just think he gets destroyed end a few times. Yeah, no, he's yeah, definitely. I think he was he was the better starter in, in Washington, DC last year, too. I love starting Terry McLaurin when Case Keenum was in. That's for damn sure. Oh, that was oh, so much fantasy points. Great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oof, give me that PPR. Give me that PPR. All day, dude. And then McLaurin, he'd get these like eight, nine receptions and then burn him. And he gets a 70-yard touchdown. And you're like, all right. <laughs> McLaurin will oh, three points, you know. What a great I'm, day. I'm excited about McLaurin for next year. Terry, I don't know. I think his ADP is a little too high. What do we have as ADP going right? Yeah, now? check that out. And I'll do some a couple of compass, uh, comments here while you check that out. We got Travis who say he dropped thirty bucks on UFC and he doesn't even like it. He he just need action. And uh, Nicholas Corona says the Cowboys are supposed to be eleven and five according to the best predictors. Uh, I must say, toss that out the window. I actually just predicted the Cowboys to go fourteen and two. Yeah, that's way more likely than eleven and five. Eleven and five is too half good. Oh We're either God. gonna be eight and eight or fourteen and two. That's hilarious. That actually is probably a hundred percent true. Uh, probably leaning more on the eight and eight side, but uh, yeah, like that's just that's just what we do. I went through. If you go to um, what is it? Playoffpredictor.com. I'm pretty sure you can predict every single game. Go through every season. Go through the whole season every week go through the playoffs and all that. And I went through no thoughts on it at all. Just basically closed my eyes, basically Rams, <laughs> Bengals, Rams, Colts, Cowboys, Cowboys, you know, just like look, basically boom, boom, click. Yeah. I thought it was going to instantly win. Came out. I didn't look at the standings. I didn't look at anything. I just went through 17 straight weeks of it and then had fun looking at the standings. Cowboys came out 14 and two chiefs, 15 and one. And we then, do have a pretty easy schedule. I will say that. Well, I agree with that. I, did you know the Colts have the easiest schedule in the NFL? Yeah, I just I, I it's fun that you say that. I was doing my um uh, Mech video when we got on here to prepare for the show and I was looking. They have the best schedule for any running back in the league. Like by far the teams that play ha- gave up the most points on average to running backs like by a lot. The so, it's crazy. So that begs the question that and everyone listening, please jump in. And you guys know what I'm going to ask. Who do you want? Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, both, neither, A, B, C, D. Which one are we taking? For me personally, before Carl, you jump in because I know you're just itching because you just got <laughs> Marlon Mack video. Um, personally, I, I want, I want, I want neither. Even with the easiest running back schedule, I want neither because, in my opinion, I think it's going to be just a headache. I think it'll be Marlon Mack when you go to start Jonathan Taylor, and I think it'll be Jonathan Taylor when you go to start Marlon Mack. I think you'll never be ahead of the game. 
and they're always going to throw different wrenches in. I think certain games will will more uh, be Marlon Mack or more Jonathan Taylor. If I had to lean one, I would go Marlon Mack over Jonathan Taylor this year right now, but it's not by much. And, and at that point, I'd rather try to get someone, I don't know, who, who, who has a better chance to be the bell cow. One of okay, these so need to like me, go ahead. Go. Let me throw it out for you then. Marlon Mack or David Johnson? D- David Johnson. He, right? That but, makes a lot more sense. And he's a full round cheaper in PPR. For real? Uh, six round compared to Max fifth. I'll gladly take David Johnson and Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? In later rounds. Right? It's it like David Johnson. I'm uh, I've been I think the sixth is still too expensive for him. I think where I'm eyeing him is the seventh. That's where I start seeing like value with drafting him. And Mac, I'll probably try to stay away. There's I haven't always been a mixing fan, but I'm starting to come around uh, looking at into his numbers yesterday. And I was very impressed with how usable he was, meaning that he finished a top 24 running back 10 times in 29, uh, 2019. 10 times is a pretty high number. You said Joe we're talking about here, right? Yeah, Joe Mixon. Uh, well, Mac had seven games where he finished in the top top 24. Seven isn't bad either, but I would like a back to, to at least give me eight top 24 weeks if I'm going to be drafting him. Well, yeah, but Joe Mixon's a, a, a second rounder, first rounder. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not comparing it. It's just I've been down on Mixon, and then I saw that stat, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should give him a little bit more. I love Joe Mixon, and and think about this: he had ten t- uh, running, uh, what was it, running back one or running back two finishes? Uh, it was uh, RB twenty four finishes ten. Running back two, so so he was 10, 10 times he finishes one of the top, you know, twenty four running backs. Uh, that was with Ryan Finley and piss poor Andy Dalton and Zach Taylor not knowing what to do. Now, hopefully, Zach Taylor has a little bit more, you know, calmness to him. Uh, and now, yeah. Joe Burrow, AJ Green comes back. It's going to open up a lot of lanes. Joe Mixon, like, arguably is is being drafted where he should be. He, he Right now, the debate would be behind be Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry. Which which of the three would you want? That's pretty much right after the, the elite ones. Who do you want out of those? And I would probably take Mixon over Jacobs, to be all honest. Yeah. Uh, that one is close for me. Let me see. I will take Mixon Yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at – let's let's go over some usability real quick before we get into the bold predictions. Uh, guess how many use, t- top 24 finishes Christian McCaffrey had? Top 24, Chris McCaffrey had uh, 14. 11. 11. Ooh. Mixon had 10. Mixon had it was 10. Just that CMC was just, just so crazy good when he was good that he just crushed everybody. Yeah, but, but top 12 finishes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if nine and Mixon like five, six. That's true. But I, I, I do the 24 because you usually start two running backs. And if you're in a 12-team league. Right. I get why you do that. Right. Yeah. I understand that. But you would, like Christian McCaffrey, just because he only had one more top 24 finish, understanding what you're trying to say, it's just the fact that of those 11, he put up double the points of Joe Mixon on a weekly yeah. basis. You know what I mean? 
So it's it's hard to gauge that that stat in itself. I think is a little misleading. Like Christian McCaffrey was light years better than Joe. Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joe Mixon was a good running back. What yeah, and it also it also depends what you pay for them. And it, yes, and that's why CMC was great last year. What do you, a lot of people had to pay the first round or first pick? He had to wait till like the third or fourth and got him. I think we got a really good question here from Travis. Uh, I want Mac to start the season and uh, Jonathan Taylor to end the season like Miles Sanders in 2019. It's not so much of a question, but I think it's a really good comment that I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, most definitely. That's how you're going to try to almost play all these rookie running backs right now because none of them are going to have a time. But the same thing in Buffalo. I'd rather have Devin Singletary start the season, but God knows he isn't going to finish the starting running back. Zach Moss to finish the year. So I want Zach Moss at the end. I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't hear who you said said it, but like he said, yeah. Like I think that's perfect for the Colts. I think it'll be Mac to start. Injury bug will come. Jonathan Taylor will take over, and he won't look back. The only bit, the big one is like J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram. If he gets injured, Dobbins could become the boy, and also yeah. never. And all these rookie running backs, the, the the only one I would almost say might have the best chance of starting out the season is Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift. Like those are the top two in my opinion. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I, th- I think you're completely wrong with Singletary, but everything else makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Singletary isn't that good, man. He's not that good. He's not that good. Um, you know what is good, though? Really, really crazy bold predictions in this week's topic. God, I love that drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I created uh, the little drop noises and all that fun stuff and the, the squiggly lines and the fun things. And we do have some bold predictions. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with one. And this one, uh, you, you mentioned Derrick Henry and you mentioned Joe Mixon. Derrick Henry finishes outside the top 10 in highest scoring running backs in PPR. Yes or no? The top 10 PPR. I can even go top 12. I, uh, I, the thing about this prediction is if he's fully healthy, I think it's wrong, right? I, I just think that's going to be wrong. The, the big thing is, though, that Derrick Henry has been run into the ground for mm-hmm. straight, and it's nerve-wracking. It's very nerve-wracking. I personally am avoiding Derrick Henry at all costs because I think an injury will happen. And I don't ever recommend anyone to draft like based off of me predicting an injury because it probably won't happen. But I'm just saying, like in, in my personal idea, I don't want Derrick Henry due to the fact that he has been run so heavily. Right. Uh, so, so I, I like, I like, I think it's a great one to start out with. And he's so up and down. I've always been against that type of production where it's just I'm going to score three touchdowns one game and then I'm not going to score one for another four weeks. Yeah, that really annoys me as a fantasy player because it, it it sets back my team on certain weeks and it ends up with me instead of winning 12 games, I win 10 and I'm struggling to get into the playoffs because my running back one is scoring two points one week or three. That two might be a little that may short uh, changing that can a little bit. But I got uh, I was just ranking them off uh, on the top of my head earlier with Cook's. Uh, Davin Cook, Chubb, Seek, Jacob, CMC, Barkley, Mixon, Drake, Eckler, Gordon, Carson, Jones, and Kamara, and Ingram, 
I was right there with him. Um, so I had almost 14 players above. So I think outside, the, I'm going to change my bold prediction and say outside the top 12 to be a little bolder. Make sure we're keeping these in a note somewhere so we can look back on them. After oh, yeah. Um, I like what, He's going. You like that one? What What does the chat think of this one? Do you Do you agree? Is Derrick Henry a top twelve back in PPR next year, or will he finish outside that? That's my first bold prediction of the year. I'm gonna go even bolder next time. Uh, Nick, do you have any anyone for us? Yes, and I'll keep with the running backs with you. Um, and I I have a couple very bold running back statements, but uh, I'll also start with a little bit more of like a a. Not so bold, but bold prediction. I think I'm going back to the well. I'm going back to the well. Some guy that someone out there may have drafted in the first, second round and busted, failed miserably. But I'm going right back to the well for the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, James Conner. I have the utmost faith in James Conner that he finishes as a top 12 running back this year. He will PPR? A running back one in PPR, especially in PPR, uh, half-point PPR. In standard, I don't know exactly. Um, but in PPR, I believe James Conner, who's being drafted right now, is the 17th running back, late third round. I think drafting him will be a steal. I think Big Ben is healthy all year. I think if Big Ben was healthy all year last year, we would have saw a complete different Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Uh, James Conner is still the man, even with all the opportunities that – that Benny Snell and Devin Singletary got, and they went out and drafted – I can't remember who it is right now off the top of my head, which is such a bummer. They went out and drafted a running back. I'm not even nervous about him. I'm all on the James Conner train. I don't have to draft him in the first or second round this year. Now you can get him in the late third, early fourth round. I think it's a steal because when the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is flowing, you'll want the running back and you'll want the lead wide receiver tease into another bold prediction. Uh, Give me some juju. James Conner is my bold prediction number one going to finish as a top 12 running back, running back one. Top 12 is tough for me to agree with. It's really tough for me to agree with, but I'm also always been a little against James Conner. I don't like his running style and and, uh, his running patterns as much as some other running backs. Um. I have a hard time seeing he finishes top 12 due to uh, all the issues that the Steelers have had with injuries. Just he's a little fragile for me as well. I think you're right that he has a bounce back with the team as they will have a bounce back, but top 12 is a little too rich for me. And that's why I like this as a bold prediction because it's not just like, Oh yes, of course he finishes top 12 that like this one. I'm, I'm really struggling with agreeing with you. Um, the way, the way I look at it though is if you look at the top twelve right now on PPR, in in um, on Fantasy Football Calculator, I can't even talk. You look at those twelve running backs. I would assume four of them don't finish in that position. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, I just realized I had okay. Um, but then I would have I would still have Eckler above him. See, and, I have Eckler above him and I also- Drake. I also don't have Drake above him. Uh, the, there's a couple other guys, like guys that I think that are above him that will finish inside the top 12 that aren't in it right now. Miles Sanders, he's 13. Yeah. Finishes right in there. Um, and then there's a couple guys behind him. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know how many like how many we're going to get to here. But uh, I like James Conner to sneak in that top 12. Yeah, I think. I, 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 
to be there. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be there. I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to be there. I'll be surprised if Delvin Cook or Josh Jacobs or Zeke or Alvin, Saquon Christian don't get injured, one of them. Like, there's going to be guys that aren't there. If James Conner stays healthy, he powers his way in. He's- and that's the, that's the difficult one for me. I think the difficult is for him to stay healthy as well because I think Chris, Car- Chris Carson is going to get hurt. I like him and I love his running patterns, but see, that's what it's a it's a risky thing when we start trying to yeah. It really, really, really is. And and you know, it, you, everyone listening here, we just try to give our advice. These are just our gut feelings, you know what I mean? Like, and my gut feeling, I don't think those three guys that I listed off and a fourth one will be there. And I think there'll be four guys that are not in the top twelve right now that push their way in. For anyone watching right now or listening, feel free to go to fantasyfootballcalculator.com. Look up the the ADP for PPR. That's what we're looking at right now. At least that's what I'm looking at. And I'll uh, post yeah. I'll post the exact link in the comments and show it here on the screen as well. Uh, we do have a couple of questions before we get into my next bold prediction. Uh, Chris Green, what is the plan for Tannehill? Is he passing more? Are they doing more screens with Henry? Where are the touches coming from? I don't think they're going to change too much from what they did last year. I, they were too successful to stop and change, even though that's usually a death sentence in the NFL. Look at the Cowboys and how they were successful with Seeking Dak and how that kind of fizzled out. You always got to um, step ahead. That is true. Yeah. you If you're, if you're not innovating in the NFL, you're behind. Uh, the Falcons stopped after the Super Bowl run. They stopped innovating and thought they could do the same and got stuck in the trenches. The, t- the reason that the, the Patriots are, have still been so good is because they keep innovating Based on offense and defense. Your, your NFL team needs to be just like the tree that's in your front yard. If that tree isn't growing, it's dying. Yeah. So you, you need to take it like that. If your offense isn't – so what are they going to do with Tannehill? So to recycle it back around to Chris's question. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep doing the play action as they much have, as possible. They have to die off that play action, right? Yeah, they have to still established with their Henry. But is, is Ryan Tannehill gonna gonna start throwing a little bit less, like uh, a little bit more timid? Start trying to play for his job rather than try to win a job, it, like because even when he got started for Mar- Marcus Mariota, you knew just one three interception game and yeah. he was out. Marcus was right back in. Now it's Tannehill's job. Now he can play a little more timid, play like more of an NFL quarterback rather than a gunsling quarterback. I'm not saying that's better. I'm not saying that's what he'll do because Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill, even at Miami, loved to run around and throw those the gunsling. And I always loved Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a very good quarterback. I thought he was with Miami. He got hurt with injuries because he was so reckless the way he played. Um, I think he's grown up a little bit to that. I think he finishes this year and has a – Pretty damn good year. Probably finishes a top 15 quarterback this year easily. Uh, I think so, too. But to answer Chris's question, I don't think they're going to do much. As Carl said, I'm spitting over here. I'm getting so excited. Um, as Carl said, I, I think they're they're just going to kind of stay put with what they're doing, but try to be a little bit more creative with, with a few things. Yeah, and then it, it all depends on Henry staying healthy. It all depends on Henry staying healthy. And that they lost uh, – like. Uh, Conklin on in the offensive line, which is an issue. I don't like that uh, for Henry. Um, well, think about the offensive line acquisitions and the goodbyes and the hellos. It was a goodbye. We said goodbye to Conklin, and 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a factor. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's damn good. Who the Titans draft first round? Oh, I'm I'm liking all that, but I do have from Travis that Anthony McFarland was the running back. 
uh, that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers drafted. He's actually a pretty fucking good running back. But <laughs> go James Conner, go. Go James Conner, go. And for my next prediction, is uh, ties back into um, a question we have in the chat about Dak. This one is uh, this one is a little homer. So it's a little homer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up too. Dak Prescott has a Lamar Jackson season and outscores every other quarterback by 50 points. He has all his weapons and CeeDee Lamb. And the defense, I'm not, I don't see it being that much better than it was last year. I'm I'm I sure hope it is. But if the Cowboys aren't putting up points, we're not going anywhere. And Dak is playing for a contract again. So he's going to want those touchdowns instead of just handing it to Zeke. He's going to be like, oh, let, let me run this one in. I'm going to keep this one. I'm going to keep this one too. And I'm going to pass this one. I think he's going to score a buttload of touchdowns. Just a buttload and still throw for 4,000-something yards. It's going to be a season where he's in the MVP conversation. With a better coach that's going to actually know how to run a passing offense. Uh, he's going to take steps forward in his game as well. I don't think he's had enough. Uh, I don't want to say praise, but I don't think people have ranked him high enough for what he's done, especially for um, for fantasy. I love it. I'm all on the Dak train this year, bro, especially getting on his – the thing about Dak, here's the thing. You can get him later. You can get him sixth, seventh round. If you draft a quarterback in the sixth or seventh round, Mm-mm. that's the problem. You know, that's like, but if he's going to be that good, you absolutely want him on your team. And the, a sixth, seventh round pick is absolutely worth it. Yeah. So, but is he, is he, so looking at the six round picks for running backs, is he worth more than David Montgomery? Yes. Is he? Than David Montgomery? Uh, what if the Bears? What if the Bears learn how to use him? He started yeah. a little bit at the end. Is he worth more than Philip Lindsay as the RB2 for the Broncos? I don't know what's going on in Denver. I don't want anything to do with either of them. David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, Darius Geis. David I'm, Johnson, I'm, it's, Geis. it's so it difficult. Might be more worth it in value comparison to the running back position at where you draft them and what – he could finish as if David Johnson is healthy and elite all year, he could be a top five running back. Not to say that's what I predict, but I'm just saying that that's a healthy statement. And Dak Prescott, as much as we think he might have a Lamar Jackson type season, he may only just be the top nine quarterback. And at that point you just wasted a top five running back for a top nine quarterback in the sixth round. Yeah. And it it is tough. Like quarterbacks, it's, I, I do love to draft them late. I do think Dak, Dak is – and this these are bold predictions. These are not necessarily my projections that I will put out later this year. These are bolder. But I do think he has a good opportunity to have a season of a lifetime. And, and this is dependent on him getting those touchdowns and not giving 14 of them to seek. Because that can happen. What if Tony Pollard has eight? Yep. That is a possibility. Look at Aaron Jones and what he did with the Packers last year and how much of those touchdowns could have gone to Aaron Rodgers, but instead that went to Aaron Jones and Rodgers was QB 11. If he, if he just gets two more touchdowns, 
well, he's QB nine and then get three more touchdowns. He's QB seven, you know, mm-hmm. it can fluctuate so much when you're down at QB six to 12, that a couple of touchdowns here and there to a really good running back is scary. So there is a lot of risk involved in this bold prediction, but it wouldn't be bold if it wasn't. Hey, mm. I love it. I, and I want to follow suit being a homer. And I want to follow suit picking the quarterback position. And I want to follow suit saying that this quarterback might have a Lamar Jackson type season and throw for 50 touchdowns. Because Matthew Stafford was on pace for 40 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Matthew Stafford had two wide receivers, both leading the league in, in, in touchdown receptions going into week nine. Matthew Stafford was a top four quarterback in the NFL going into week nine. And there is absolutely no reason why if Matthew Stafford is healthy, TJ Hawkinson is on his second year. The addition of a phenomenal pass catching and elite running back in DeAndre Swift, the return of Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, who's only getting better. Plus they drafted Quintez Cephas, who should step up a little bit. Fifth round. receiver. All I'm saying is there is no reason why Matthew Stafford cannot, I'm not going to say, do a Lamar Jackson season. Well, I I will say Matthew Stafford outscores Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray this year. I will not put Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes in there because they are both very elite and you never know what they're going to do. But I will say that Matthew Stafford, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are the top three quarterbacks this year in fantasy football easily. And I I think just Matthew Stafford is going to be the most consistent of them. I'm not saying the Lions are going to win. A lot of this could be a shitty defense from the Lions, which is extremely possible, and we saw that last year. Good for fantasy. And that means Matthew Stafford might have to throw a lot. What it does depend on is Matthew Stafford, who's been hurt for two years in a row, stays healthy. His wide receivers stay healthy. His running backs stay healthy. They've all been hurt. But if we have a good year, and Matthew Stafford has a lot of his pieces around him for most of the year, and he stays healthy himself, the defense is pretty bad, which – Obviously, everyone here in Detroit is hoping it's not the case. Is very much could be or could very much be the case. Give me Matthew Stafford as a top three quarterback, outscoring Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray this year as my bold prediction. I like it. I really do. I really do because I do love the weapons. I I really do. Uh, one of my first tweets I tweeted out was something about Marvin Jones, and I mentioned you and Marvin Jones in my latest. Two out of my latest four articles on the website. Like, I do love, I feel like he's not getting enough love, Marvin Jones. Look at these stats. These are stats that if he was anybody else, it would be like, holy crap, maybe you should look into Marvin Jones. Like, if he's if he's named Calvin Ridley and he's on the Falcons, we're talking totally different. It's just because Marvin Jones is 28, 29. That's what people don't like about it. But yeah, he, and it, he's still doing his thing, and he doesn't need to be the number one wide receiver or anything like that. Kenny Galladay takes all his way. Now Hawkinson's going to be able to step in. We have a new Theo Riddick. His name, DeAndre Swift. I hope you heard him. Oh, and and his, he's really good. He is very, very good. You know all about him. Georgia boy. You know what I mean? Like Dogs. You got you pray for the dogs. <laughs> yeah. So I, I truly feel the Lions offense is going to be elite this year. Uh, I think we will be able to average 28 points per game, which is a shit ton. I think we're going to have multiple 30-point games. Again, I'm not trying to predict the Lions win a ton of games. Our defense could be pretty bad. We could be 8-8, eight and eight, but we're scoring a lot of points, I feel. so. Yeah, and you're going to have to score a lot of points to stick in games. 
But that's how like, the NFL works these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to win scoring 17 points and holding your team, your opponents to 10 points. It's not going to happen. Yeah, your defense have to be elite. Your defense has to be San Francisco for that to work. Yeah, and, and it and it did work for San Francisco, but it didn't work ultimately, right? Who was yeah. I mean that 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 was kind of an outlier that the defensive team didn't win, but it's say it like this: it's easier to be good with a good offense, but an elite defense can take you further than a good offense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most of the times. Then you're gonna have your outliers and all of that. But if you have a good offense, you're in every game. You're in every game. You're playing like just. You can be down 24 to nothing like the Chiefs were to the Texans in the playoffs. And you still win the game because your offense yeah. is, I know mine, you know? And if your offense can't do nothing but you have a good defense, your defense has to be incredible. Your defense have to be Denver Broncos. Your defense, not even Saxonville, when they were doing their thing, could go all the way. It yeah. is difficult to toe the line. When you don't have anything to switch on, a la Chiefs, and just like, oh, we're just gonna score twenty here in two seconds. <laughs> we have, we have from uh, uh, Nicholas Corona. I hated that cast weapons, and he is better. Mahomes has weapon, and Russell has weapons, and they were all better and better in fantasy. So I think he has Stafford as four. I don't necessarily agree with that. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Michael Gallup led the league in drafts. If you didn't know. CeeDee Lamb is a rookie, if you didn't know. Uh, Amari Cooper is... is Only very, plays home games. He's very inconsistent, if you didn't know. Like, all you, you bring up Dak's, Dak's weapons, that's great. He's got a he's got a, a running running back, Zeke Elliott. Dak could easily be low in the lower tier, and so could Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying let's, let's pump the brakes, all right? I think it's more, it's more safe to assume that Stafford will be good. He's consistently done it. Yeah. Years straight, you know? I think Dak has a higher ceiling for fantasy. I do agree that he – that's why I said Stafford can't have a Lamar Jackson-type season. He can't get those rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why Dak has that higher ceiling. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's where I'm looking at when – if Dak starts – but you, you got to put that in. I said that too. He's, he's going to be playing for a contract. So if you're starting to see he's making business decisions – then th this goes just out. It's gone. He's he's going to be not as good. He's not going to score those rushing touchdowns because all of a sudden he has to take care of his body because if he gets hurt, those 30 million, 31 or whatever it is, they go out the door and the next paycheck go out the door as well. It's like the uh, bizarro contract year that all fantasy players used to wish for. They'd be like, oh, this guy's playing for the money contract year, you know? But now it's like, actually, I'm going to save my body because – I know these guys aren't going to resign me because they haven't resigned me already. And if a team wants to resign you, they will resign you before your contract expires. You know what I mean? So now Dak is if, – if you're right, if Dak goes out there and is like, well, I'm not taking shots no more. Yeah. I'm fighting quicker. I'm throwing the ball away quicker. I'm not going out here – like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say Dak's not going to try to win a Super Bowl. But, like, if he's got different thoughts in his head – it's going to be an interesting season for for Dak. It, it yeah, you want to you ha you want to have your quarterback calm. But the the good thing about Dak is he's going he he doesn't have to go to any virtual meetings or anything like that. Now he can sit those out. He's still there. The reports are he's still there. He's still a leader. He's still doing his thing. Which leads me to believe this is like I said before on the on the show. Uh, this is just how the Cowboys do business. They they 
put that tender on them and then they'll they get it done when they have to get it done. They've done it several times and I, I believe they're gonna do that in the end here as well. Is that what they did with Romo? Didn't they sign Romo before his contract was over? Two different Yeah, that was a, a Romo one. That that story is go ahead, Nick. I don't think this is how the Cowboys do it. I'm pretty sure Troy Aikman got extended. They just didn't have they're not gonna extend Quincy Carter. They're not gonna go extend Drew Bledsoe. You know what I mean? Oh, but like, they've they've done it with with Emmett Smith, they've done it with uh, Des Bryant. They've done it with uh, Tank Lawrence. Yeah, it's just different with the quarterback position. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that position. I do I do agree. Let, let's let's toss one out, uh, one more of this. I have, I have two ones. I'm gonna see which one you 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 think is crazier. Cortland Sutton, it's a top five wide receiver in PPR at the end of the season. He will be joining in the discussion of the best in the league with DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devonta Adams, and Michael Thomas. Or is this crazier? Because I was doing some numbers the other day, and I noticed when I was writing my post that this guy has been getting short-shafted by us on this show and by me and by the entire NFL community. Odell Beckham has a resurgence and is back scoring in fantasy, finishing top eight in PPR at the end of the year. Which one is crazier? They're both pretty crazy. I definitely – I think the Odell Beckham one is more realistic. I think that's more plausible. Um, As much as Cortland Sutton is showing that he is an elite wide receiver, he's being drafted a full two rounds before Odell Beckham. I think it's more realistic that Odell Beckham finishes in the top eight than Cortland Sutton in the top five. So I'll go Cortland Sutton in the top five being crazier. Um, I think I I like Cortland Sutton, but the addition of Jerry Judy, uh, I I like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, but it'll help. It'll help. It it can help. It it can't. It won't. They also added KJ Hamler. They still have Deshaun Hamilton, not to say he's going to be anything. I mean, they still they have them. They have these boys. They have Melvin Gordon, who's a pass-catching running back. They have Philip Lindsay. Like, there's just a lot of weapons. I don't see Cortland Sutton scoring. Noah Fant is stepping up. Excuse me. I don't mean to forget about him. There's a lot of weapons there. Um, there aren't as many weapons. I guess, I don't know. Cleveland does have Austin Hooper now, too. I don't know. I, I would say Cortland Sutton probably does not finish in the top five. Probably does not finish in the top ten, in my opinion. So Odell is a little less crazy. Less crazy. I, I could, went. I went ham on these ones. I could see him making a huge like resurgence and just Cleveland being the team they wanted to be last year because the media is all away from them now. I could see that. Yeah, because I, I was looking through uh, my rankings with um, with floor rankings for for um, wide receivers here the other day and writing my post on cstfantasy.com and uh, Odell Beckham depending on where he's drafted, like he has looking at ceilings for PPR or floors for PPR. I'm sorry. He has the seventh highest floor in PPR. That means he's going to like, he's still consistent. He's still getting catches. He's still scoring points. All he needs are those big games where he starts booming with the ceiling again. And I feel like that might be the year where all of a sudden they're on the low down. They're not getting as much attention, focus on the sport a little bit more. And here comes the touchdowns. Oh, I remember how to do this again. Baker Mayfield goes back to like, oh, I can actually throw touchdowns. I don't have to be terrible anymore. Or Case Keenum comes comes in and all of this is fixed because Case handles business. And and another thing to think about is like, what did Baker Mayfield go through last year? Like not just like the media and all that, but 
sophomore year. Sophomore slumps, they happen. Mm-hmm. They truly happen, especially if you play a lot your rookie year. Drew Locke played a lot. A sophomore slump could easily happen in Denver. Denver could easily be 5-11 five and, five and 11 with very bad offense throughout the most of the season. And, and Cleveland could step it up because they're in year three. And then next year, Denver would be the team. NFL loves to repeat itself. They, they have a there's there's a lot of like a lot of very ah, I can't think of the word right now a lot of things happen alike I don't know what I'm trying to I can't think of what I, how that I want to word that I guess what I'm trying to say is history repeats itself yes yeah like Denver's going into the year two with Drew Lock they're probably going to be on a decline because everyone wants to be on an incline next year everyone will have them on a decline because they did decline and they're going to go on an incline that's just how the NFL works you always got to tr- try not to play last year play this year. And in my opinion, I think Denver is going to have a little bit tougher of a go than Cleveland. Yeah, and Travis is saying he's going uh, – last time he looked, he was going in the back end of the second round for Cortland Sutton. I've been getting him way later in that. Um, really? He's going early third for anywhere in my place. Whew. I got him fifth last mock draft I did. I was super hype about that. Yeah, that's, that's cool for sure. Um, I, uh, Nicholas Caron says he thinks OBJ can do it, but he doesn't get the ball enough. Um, I, I do think he's going to get the ball enough this year. I, I do think so. And I have Jarvis Landry highly ranked as well, but I'm going to take a gamble on OBJ because he's he's actually have a lower ADP than Jarvis Landry right now. It's just one spot lower, so it's not like crazy. But uh, I like both of them a lot uh, going into um, to next year. Like you said, play this year, not last year. Right. Do you have a final bold prediction for us for tonight? I do. I had two, kind of like you were going to do, but I'll, uh, I'll just get down. We're down to our last couple of minutes. So the, my, my one that I was teasing, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he does finish as a top 10 um, wide receiver this year. I love Pittsburgh. I'm all on the Pittsburgh train this year. My big one, the big one, and I, I don't know how crazy it is. I think it's kind of crazy, kind of bold. Hopefully I'm not just putting out cold takes out here. I love to be a <laughs> kind of guy. But uh, A.J. Brown finishes the top seven wide receiver this year, and he joins the likes of Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, all these boys right up there. And, and, and A.J. Brown is one of the most elite wide receivers, as he was last year, continues it and proves that he is almost a Randy Moss-esque. He is going to light the league up for, for many, many, many years, and it's going to be a very fun time in Tennessee for A.J. Brown. AJ, that's an interesting one. That's a really interesting one. I was super impressed what he did last year, and it's it's difficult to look at his numbers as he played with the worst quarterback in the world for wide receivers for fantasy uh, before Tannehill came along. All right. One more time. And he still did all right while Marcus was in there. Oh yeah, but it, a, a, after Mariota was gone, it was like he was a new he oh, was a new player. It was night and day, but still, even like Mark Spurrier, the first game, AJ Brown had like ninety eight yards. Second round, second game, he had two touchdowns, and this is with poop scoop Maduke. Marcus Mariota, you know what I mean? Like, that. but now, now you got Ryan Tannehill out there, the play action working. AJ Brown is about to be elite, and you can get him in the second, third round right now. Fifth round, my God, you can get him in the fifth round. I recommend drafting him in the third round. Reach for the dude. AJ Brown is elite. If, if for some reason you don't think so, just go back and watch last year's film. Wait, how late did you just say you can get him? On five hundred one right now in PPL. That's that's incredible value. It's incredible. That's I'd rather have him than Tyler Boyd. Get Cortland Sutton in the fourth, and then AJ Brown in the fifth. Hey, yeah, you, in, uh, Stephon Diggs in the fourth. Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh. Yeah. Give me AJ Brown in the fifth. Yeah, buddy. 
Debo in the third seems way early, right? Early, but there's no one there. Who else are you going to throw it to? Are you? Who they just draft? Whatever wide receiver. Are you? Oh, are you? Yeah. He's a rookie. No, and yeah, throwing to Ayuk. Manny Sanders gone. Marcus Goodwin is going to be healthy. Probably not. Like, no. Like, uh, what's his name? What's the Taylor? Uh, Trent Taylor. Like, no, there's nobody there. Um, Kittle, of course. Kittle. That, and then run the football. That's about it. Other than that, Debo. I do love the like the fifth fifth round for wide receivers. Listen to this one. You got AJ Brown, Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, OBJ, Gallup, Landry. I like all of them. I like them all, except for Boyd. I don't. I'm not particularly high on Boyd. But I, I used to be. I wrote that I'm not as high as I used to be on him this year. Got a rookie quarterback coming in with AJ Green on the team with Joe Mixon, uh, a team that's not going to be extremely pass heavy. Joe Burrow is not going to come out and break rookie records. He's going to be another, you know, 18 touchdown, 15 interception quarterback with 3,500 yards at most. And, and uh, get a bunch of commercials. Get a bunch of commercials because it's Joe Burrow. He's going to be smoking cigars in every commercial. <laughs> no, but like the, the, the value there in the fifth, I'm, I'm definitely picking up a wide receiver in the fifth this year. If I can get Robert Woods, OBJ, or Landry in the fifth, I'm, I'm sitting pretty oh, my wide receiver too. A running back two of your first three rounds, wide receiver the next two. Always adapt to what your draft is like, but that's what the, the scheme I'm trying to go for. Get heavy running backs early, wide receivers in the mid, and then we'll plug and play from there. But I, I am also trying to draft a tight end in the third or fourth round too. Maybe yeah. running backs, a tight end early, and then the wide receiver train. Let it go. A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, all these boys. Let them go. So let me let, let me give you a, a a little bit of a dream team real quick before we sign off for today. Let's say you have the you get seek early on, mm. and then in the second you go Dalvin Cook for PPR. So you're set on running back, on running back. for the first two rounds. In the third, you go. Mark Andrews. That's a little bit of a reach. Love it. I'm all about it. That's what I'm doing in every draft. Mark Andrews in third round and every draft I'm in. And in the fourth, you go oh, let's start for wide receiver, you go DJ Moore. DJ Moore. And in the fifth, you go AJ Brown. Love it. Like you're stacked, stacked. in the first five rounds. Now you just stacked. Had now you just had depth. Take another running back because they're going to be going quick now. Now you're in the sixth round running backs. And there ain't much you're, you're, you're left. So as, as good as the wide receivers are, I would say take a six-round running back and then the seventh, eighth, ninth wide receivers all day. And then you're just taking late-round stabs at running backs because God knows these players, you're going to be subbing out for the guy who is subbing in for the injured guy in week two or three anyway. So at this point, you're just taking your, your flyers on, on running back wide receiver, but you've set yourself up for so much success. You get your quarterback late, Matthew Stafford. I got Drew yeah. In the last round, it was the last quarterback taken in the latest mock that Carl and I did together. Um, we did a mock. Drew Brees, last round, last quarterback taken. Drew Brees got Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan Smith's coming back. Jared Cook's coming back. Michael Thomas, the best wide receiver, arguably, in the game is still there. And Alvin Kamara is a good pass catching running back. Thank you. And Drew Brees, if he stays healthy, could easily be a top five quarterback. There's another bold prediction for us to finish the show. So I'm just saying get your quarterback late, follow that resume, and – championship bound and be golden at uh, last comment travis says i got one uh, bold prediction for you aj green finishes top 15 in ppr that yeah. is bold i almost followed suit with the aj green i want to do it the only thing is joe burrow man 
It's a rookie quarterback. Go look at the history of, of rookie quarterbacks and tell me how successful their top wide receiver has been. Yeah, that one is that one is difficult. Uh, but I do want to thank everybody for joining us here in the chat. I appreciate everybody who comments and leave comments. We read all of it. We answer as many as we can. I want to thank Nick for joining me here today and hope that uh, Matt has fought off the bulls with the aliens. Uh, he'll be back and be, as always, a man of the people, the coin master next week. Uh, High Life, we're not sponsored by High Life, but we would like to be. You can be if you drink. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.com. You can see a link to that on the screen right now. And check CSD Fantasy on YouTube, CSDFantasy.com, at CSD Fantasy and at Nick Faber NFL for even more fantasy content. For the Fantasy Rabbit Hole, signing off is Nick Faber and CSD Fantasy. Till next time. I can't find the, the off button, Nick. You never close. That was the show.